0: Now we talkin' politics, it's realer than never can run better when it is 2020. Who call the shots? Run and ride, give them all you got. Send them prayers up, know the Lord got you. Light is up, cause the hood got you. America, we need your support too. America, we need you to vote for camera Him or don't forget to donate. Him or know you riding for me. 2020, no rides coming, yes, Lord. Run and step aside homie. Another black king, dead, but no no shake in my head, but no answer More blood than I now we shed, but no All my friends seen I have questions How should we feel? Who do we call? When dying the most You see it all My ambitions hurt egos, there he goes, Preparing to spread his wings with the bald eagles Winning, winning, winning—that's all he knows. I'm fibbing. I failed a lot, but I learned from those. True. A lot of people talking. It's my turn to flow. Pay attention. Turn me up. It might turn to gold. Camera yeah, around for you president. Do a turn. So. Smoothie. I haven't had one in a long time. Did you make it so, yourself? Yeah. I would love to do that. But it's just like I get lazy and then I don't clean the juicer and then it's like I don't. Yeah, and then you gotta clean. One like
1: one I it much right after I finish, I clean it. I try to at least rinse it you got out. To. You got yeah, to, yeah. It'll get stuck in there. It's nasty.
0: Cause I be having some ideas, man, for like, you know, adding a little ginger, mixing yeah, up a little the... egg whites, and like, you know, for protein. But I need to get back into that. Perhaps you can motivate me to do that.
1: <laughs> I just do it to keep from eating sweet junk food.
0: Well, I, I don't want to endorse any products, but. I got a smoothie myself and it has watermelon, lemon, potassium, lime and a whole bunch of good stuff but I would like to start making my own concoctions with my own ideas. I got you. But anyways, yeah, rest of the world out there, you should try to drink some smoothies as well, put some vegetables in there, blend it with some fruits, taking some good nutrients. You are what you eat.
1: Yeah
0: man. Very true. Learning that like I used to be on that big meal thing for like for lunchtime at work. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna totally smash Chick-fil-A. And yeah, I like their chicken, don't really agree with their politics. But yeah, I used to smash that and then those carbs would attack me and um (laughs) I'm learning that my performance would drop. So I'm doing more of the greens and eating greens, eating light, because Fun fact is that um, it actually takes energy to digest your food. So, a real big meal is going to take energy from you and you're ultimately going to get sleepy, hence the itis from eating Oh,
1: uh, Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense there. I never really thought of it. I'm just like, oh, you got
0: itis. All right. <laughs> yeah, because it takes that, it has to break all yeah, that down to get to the power, man. But it took me a long time to realize that. And so now I'm like, oh, because now, like, Doing when you're really driving for your goals, your ambition, like you gotta be in optimal shape, and that's why I'm like, I gotta stay fit just so my body will work right, and so my my mind will work right, and I need all the brain power and energy I can get for this objective, and yeah, drink smoothies if that's anything you can take away from this talk today. (laughs) So what's up, world, camera? We are uh, gonna be discussing. Iran and, you know, policies with CJ today Day What, what up, what at? up?
1: So Cam rolled his eyes to this one because he knows how excited I am about it. Oh, Lord. Just like I be rolling my eyes to stuff he be talking about. <laughs> so it's all good.
0: Hey, I'm all for <laughs> diversity. And um, learning about your opinion can perhaps shape or influence mine in the future. So... Yeah. Get down to brass tacks. There's a lot of tension with Iran right now. Um, the whole deal was breached uh, between the U.S. and and Iran with the the whole nuclear program, I believe.
1: Yeah. Um, just to go ahead and throw out a fact, I, I'm kind of looking at researching a little bit and. Okay. Uh, They are, I don't, you saying they withdrew or that's the issue? Because I haven't really seen the news. I
0: just know they kind of been beefing. From what I'm catching Mm -hmm. and what I'm putting together from multiple sources is like they restarted their nuclear program.
1: Okay. Oh, so based on the agreement, they necessarily shouldn't be starting a nuclear program. If they sign, it's called a... um, I wrote it down. It's, uh, what is it?
0: Iran, it's, a uh,
1: Non-Proliferation for Nuclear Weapons Treaty, Pact. Um, countries with nuclear weapons signed this. They, Iran signed it with us, like, within the global community in 1968.
0: Okay. So, According to this framework, Iran would redesign, convert, and reduce its nuclear facilities, and accept the additional protocol with provisional application in order to lift all nuclear-related economical sanctions, freeing up tens of billions of dollars in oil revenue and frozen assets. Mm. So, yeah,
1: their GDP is only like four hundred and like sixty billion a year. So that's not really a lot.
0: And you're but saying it's because of the frozen, uh, because all the money they would be getting is frozen? Or economic sanctions and all that.
1: We'll get into it, though. In
0: 2015, Iran agreed a long-term deal on the Snooki program with P plus, P5 plus plus one group of world powers the U.S., U.K., France, China, Russia, and Germany. Yeah and I'm, I'm still not too clear on on what this deal entails i was under the impression that we reached an agreement that they would stop weaponizing plutonium yeah they're pretty much
1: fighting over development of nuclear weapons per se not necessarily mm-hmm. using it for energy or power but for weapons because they signed that treaty so based on that treaty you shouldn't be making more nukes. You shouldn't be making nukes. You should just be using it for power, electricity, whatever, stuff like that. So I think that's where the beef is coming in at, but the problem is you've had them also on economic sanctions for like since 95 trade embargo. And then you got our relations went cold basically since 1980, (laughs) so. I mean, you pair all that together with now you're trying to tell us how to run our nuclear program when y'all been blocking us out of economic prosperity for like over 30 years. Damn near 40 years now. So
0: So then that brings me to my first question. All right. We've already heard the current cards on the table. I'd like to ask you what deal would you make with with Iran? I don't know. Maybe not my first term I would appoint you as secretary of state. But I would really <laughs> like you as you know, I would like you in the in the White House as you know chief of staff. I want you close by but then perhaps on the second term I'll dispatch you to the world. Yes. CJ, go That's out there good. and and negotiate a deal with Iran. What what deal would you how, what deal would you propose?
1: Okay. This is what I came up with. I did some research. I was trying to look at the timeline of our relations with Iran up from back in the day to current day,
0: okay,
1: um, it's been pretty back and forth. Both sides have done like questionable stuff to where they could have done better. They could have moved different, but this is what I would propose. Okay, so this I would make would be an economic package because that seems like to be the biggest issue is economically with Iran's relations regarding us so i would lift all sanctions on the natural resources open up all trades so this would include tourism infrastructure vehicles technology etc
0: so let me ask you on the tourism how what is the current state of tourism in iran if i wanted to go tomorrow what's the status? Um, on that?
1: i think you can go but there's a lot of travel advisors matter of fact let me be sure I know people do go to Iran, tourism-wise, but it's not many. And you already know, like, Homeland's going to be looking at you crazy to go and when you come back. (laughs) So, I'm just letting you know, when I went to Turkey, they was definitely looking at me coming in and coming back. Very heavy. Um, Rates, let me see, U.S. to Iran. I'm really curious. I know people go there, but I don't know how many. Um, just look at quick stats, real. Let's see. Relationship with Iran strained due to political, and economic reasons, but it's perfect, perfectly legal to travel to Iran as an American citizen. Uh, the department, the Department of State warns U.S. citizens to carefully consider the risk of traveling to Iran, but it's legal. So.
0: Wow, they have so many wonderful landmarks there.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful. I was looking at it. The
0: okay. Jahan oh, Square looks pretty cool. The Goleston Palace, and I'm butchering it, and I'm sorry. But I, I really want to uh, try to I'm pronounce these tr- lands. see. I'm trying to
1: see. The Aram
0: Garden, Mount Damazan. That looks really cool. And I'm a bit of a nature fan.
1: Okay, real quick, I can pull
0: up. Let's see. Wow, um, 18,000 um, feet.
1: Uh, In 2013, foreign tourists were like about 5 million, contributing 2 billion to their national economy. So, yeah. Um, A lot of the tourists, though, were Asian, Muslims, Germany, France, UK, other European countries.
0: And what about America?
1: (laughs) Uh, Very little is looking like. Don't look like too many of us go there I'm looking
0: You want to do an episode out there? Huh? You want to do an episode out there?
1: That would be dope
0: You can film it by that garden pretty cool Yeah,
1: it's dope, man But, um, okay So, going on Alright, so also Because I know you asked So that would be the first part So the talk Economics You said
0: you would look at economic sanctions? All of that so up how much revenue do you think they would get in? How much money would they get if you had to judge? If I had to judge,
1: because their natural resources like I think uh, metal, iron, uh, rugs like textiles, um, so
0: they have oil, field, right?
1: Natural gas. Um, their GDP should go up. To what? Probably a a trip. Ten... Maybe if you lift it immediately, give it
0: like- What's their GDP now, you said? Like 460 billion, I think. Oh, so it's not even a trillion? No. Uh, Wow, so then perhaps that deal, negotiating that deal could get them into 2 trillion.
1: Yeah. Also, um, their population is only like the size of, what, I think maybe California is our most populated state. Is it? Or New York?
0: Cali is. New York has that dense population. In yeah, City, Cal- I'm not sure about the rest of the upstate.
1: Um, I th- I know they got like 80 million people there. So that I was guessing that's kind of like California would have something like that between California and Florida, put together. I know Florida itself has about 20 million people in Florida. So what other what other uh-
0: so, we put
1: in the package. Okay, so I also said this talk and agreement would happen over a long weekend. I wanted it to happen over a weekend. where We can relax, talk about it, come together um, with the U.S. I would set it for 20 years conditionally, just to see, because I was thinking 10 at first. 20 years? Yeah, why not? That's
0: a long stretch. It's like more than two it's uh I'll it's explain.
1: Nah, it's fine. I, I expected that, but you gotta look, we've had them on economic stations for about 30 years, 40 years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So at least if you meet them at 20, that gives them two eras to get it right.
0: Okay, so you're anticipating Wiggle room where you exactly. got to make some, okay, fair enough.
1: So then I said we'll do this like somewhere neutral, like Vienna, Austria, I thought was a good neutral ground for, cause Vienna's a nice city. And Austria is pretty much neutral for the most part. Why not popular. Israel? No. <laughs> we need to start first there, and then build our way. Well, out. here's
0: the thing: I only say Israel because it's neutral with the Americans, but mm. it's in the re- its in the Middle Eastern region.
1: They don't get along, though. So
0: exactly, but at the same time, this is a deal that's going to usher in new prosperity to lift them from the billions, and what'd you say, 200 billions in their GDP, to, like, yeah. what, potentially 2 trillion? That's going to significantly increase the um, the standards of living for, mm-hmm. for everyone in Iran, and I think that's worth, hey, let's meet, do you really like the third party? Not so much, but let's play nice so we can, you know, usher well, in I'm, this. I'm this getting train. to that part, but... Go ahead, Because Austria is so day. far west, it's so far west, it's so out of their... Uh,
1: But I'ma explain why. I'ma explain why.
0: Okay, please enlighten me.
1: So I would also have a council of experts to this conference, this meeting. We're trying to get this thing signed that weekend. We're not going to do this back and forth. No, we're trying to nail this this weekend, right? So I would have a council of experts from medical, social, social sciences, whatever, arts, media, lawyers, military scientists, engineers, every facet of society. Okay. I want them to have experts from their side, and we have experts from our side, right? We're coming together to come up with this agreement. Also, I would also want millennials, men and women from Iran, mm. to be involved as well as the U.S. to be in this conference. Regular citizens, nobody special, no dignitaries, none of that crap. Regular, like me and you, okay. up so in there, right? Where would they
0: Where would they come together, like?
1: like i, see I would it's break like... it up like in an event like okay um both sides say the millennials meet up with the heads of the state right and they would meet up with both sides and we would all talk have dinner hey what are your concerns with blah 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 like have a town hall between both parties but from a more human level not politics not money not posturing we want to get to know people more on an intimate level then the next day you would bring in the experts from both sides, boom, boom, boom. They do the same thing. The third day, you would bring the political head of state, all of them together. And then you'll try to combine everybody and then go from there. That's that's how I would want to do it. I want to approach it that way. Interesting. Um, I feel like if we did that, we would have more of an impact. And the reason why I brought up Vienna, Austria is because Germany is one of the biggest um, trade partners of Iran. So they're kind of used to dealing with Germany and other countries. So why I feel- not,
0: Why amazing. not in a German city, though?
1: We could do that. I just threw out Vienna
0: because it's I'm a just little, saying you, little- you'd different. give me an excuse to, you know, take Air Force One to go see my son. Like, <laughs> work that in part of the deal. Austria get and got out, out
1: there. Right Still, there. man.
0: We could park the Naoc in Austria, <laughs> and then we their first one is touchdown in Ramstein. You know? But let me give but you some. I, do, fun, I do like that. Since you're saying that Germany, uh, Germany has a relationship with Iran that would kind of be middle ground, and Germany has a pretty solid relationship with the United States. That would be a good, a really great middle ground.
1: I'll give you some fun facts real quick. So relations went cold April 7th, 1980. Um, Obama tried to repair relations in 2008. Um, Trade embargo was instituted in 1995. Pakistan is a protecting power for Iran for the US, meaning they're the middleman for us talking to them.
0: Really?
1: Yes. It's It's a weird-
0: It's not like an open line to them?
1: No, because we don't have an embassy there. We don't have necessarily uh, really? diplomats and shit. Yeah, so and
0: they're 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 not for it. Or why well, do we not have an embassy
1: there? Well, we used to until the uh, terrorism thing. The uh, when they stormed the embassy and took all the people hostage, the American citizens. Ah, uh, yes,
0: I do for Like a year yeah. and some And change. we never reinstated that. That sounds yeah. like an objective.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Perhaps I would encourage. I think that's perhaps what what. Why uh, there a, a lot of Americans don't travel there for um, mm-hmm. you know, for tourism because it's like if my understanding if anything happens you know you can go to the American embassy. While I was on leave uh-huh. and uh, I, I took leave in Seoul after I came back from Iraq, and it was like I had a hard time flying through Russia with military orders, so <laughs> I requested. Uh, like yeah, I really had to call, go all the way up the chain of command to be like, hey, I'm authorized to fly to Russia. I just, I'm not clearing customs. I just have a layover. But anyways, because of this, I wanted to get a passport. So within four weeks, the Seoul embassy they got me a, uh, they got me a passport, and I flew back on it like that. So embassies are like so cool. With it's, I could really see that if anything happens, you know, you would have direct communication. I really never thought about it. Wow.
1: I saw the one in Vietnam. It was huge for America. It was like... Really? Yes. Like, we were just walking. We looked like, what is it? We knew it was a government building. We didn't know what. And we just happened to see it was the US, like, embassy, consulate, whatever. Huge, dude. It took up, like, two city square blocks, bro, to walk Now, that walking, sounds like Vietnam. an interesting, uh, an
0: interesting yeah. assignment. To yeah. Be, uh, assigned in Vietnam. Um, You know, actually, I know you did. You visited there,
1: but to live there for like a year, you know, I'm sure that would be an interesting experience. Yeah, I would definitely do it. Um, Let me see what else. So I gave you some facts. I was looking at the timelines. It's a lot of, lot of conflicting history, man. Like I can see why Iran is pissed off. Like I get it, dude. Um, but yeah, that would be my basically olive branch to get it popping but it has to be action because i one thing i've learned from the middle east you got to be about action behind your words okay you can't just say you're going to do something and then y'all get her no you got to be like this is what i want to do this is what we're doing are you on board we're ready to go right So,
0: give me an example of something that we could roll out immediately like upon taking office hey like boom like can we how long do you think it would take to lift sanctions
1: Honestly, that would be heavily contested in Congress. I already know that the American public would not like it. I already know all the resistance to it. It would be an uphill battle. Like I already know.
0: No, I'm just saying. Now let's base this uh, discussion based upon we're assuming that their nuclear program is in accordance with uh, you know the regulations and all the policies that we're all we're cool with their nuclear program but okay so under those assumptions you think there'd still be a pushback yeah
1: why we just vilified them
0: but we, we- made peace with them like we found they're doing we, we were on the same grounds we, we were sharing the same ideas of, of what the nuclear program should consist of like
1: mm-hmm. i don't know it'll take an extreme campaign i would think it would take you want to do some in public, but you probably have to do most of the talking pop pi- in private, depending on how Iran feels about it. Um, they would probably want public to show like hey you can't go back on your word because we everybody saw this so both sides are going to want some kind of public accountability like doing it in public keeps people accountable so. Basically the economic sanctions, lift all those. I think that's the biggest good faith gesture you can do. Just, hey, listen, let's start over fresh. What's in the past is in the past. Mm-hmm. We're lifting this. We want to be partners in business and prosperity. You Hold deserve you it.
0: Said, you said partners. Does that mean we get a taste of the action? Of course. Yeah, I like know? where this is going.
1: Tourism, hotels, right? Tourism industry can boom with us coming and open, talk about the embassy, talk about having an embassy for them here. It's only right because that's what they're gonna want. You're not gonna do it one way or not. Where, where would
0: their embassy
1: be? Uh China has an embassy, right? On uh, United States soil
0: or it, consulate I mean, or
1: something. So New York City then? Yeah, New York New York or D C, either
0: one. Hmm.
1: You gotta show good faith like with that with the I looked at the whole relationship you have to do that.
0: I was just about to say we on our previous podcast we talked about that whole sharing security. Yes. And having consulates and embassies, you know, on in each other's nations. That's a, establishing a network to or a route to share information. You know, yes. So yeah, I'm, I could totally see that being a good thing. That's what you have to do, man. And that's your entire program. Now, what about um, as far as nuclear armament?
1: So you were talking about, that was the other question. If we we're permitted to let them have nukes, what would be the safeguard, right? Yeah. That's the other question. So I came up with, we would have the coalition of their biggest trade partners, because economics seems to work against them when they're acting up, I guess, or whatever, not in accordance so i figure we get their biggest trade partners involved in this to hold them accountable listen if you don't act right they're going to stop they're going to put sanctions on you too it's going to be us and them and then i also factored in that it's other nations with nukes that'll also keep them accountable maybe have them in a meeting too say hey we want to work with you but you got to work with us and have kind of like peer pressure but in a nice way but you want Arab nations involved too they don't get along with Saudi Arabia so,
0: so I'm kind of I'm getting what you're, what you're saying and I'm envisioning that future where everyone has nuclear weapons mm-hmm. but it's only so that we negotiate and we deal with every nation equally rather than like hey we can go in there and bomb them to dust because they don't have nooks uh, oh, we got to be delicate with them because they have no... So we should use the same amount of delicacy for each nation. Is Is that what you're saying?
1: Yes. And I said the economic penalties are the biggest thing against any nation. I, I, I noticed that's one of our go-tos, but it's effective without having to go to war and do all this other stuff. It's a form of war, economic warfare. Yeah, you're right. But... um. I would also say they already signed a treaty to not say develop nuclear weapons. But I would, and I know this might be radical, but I'd be like, listen, it it could go one of two ways. Either we can figure out a way to get you nukes, and you can develop and put your technology on it. Like we'll take all our shit off and put yours, so you already have that shit. Or we give you like five years to develop your nuclear weapon program to do
0: it. I could and. In that perfect world, I could totally see that uh, that working, that having that equilibrium, that nuclear balance. But yeah. when we talk about a world with failing nation states, mm-hmm. and um, when I asked you what would be this fail safe, like how can it's the best way to say? Maybe a UN or some coalition of unit unions, nations or whatever. Like <laughs> how can they take I don't wanna say and I wanna use these words delicately, I don't wanna say yeah. take how can they gain control over nuclear weapons that once belonged to a, a nation state, a failed nation state? So for instance, we're taking the, the country of XYZ, mm-hmm. it used to be a very prosperous nation, but then they went bankrupt and now they're liquidating all of their assets. How can a, like, let's use the UN for instance, how can they immediate UN immediately go in and seize those weapons so that they can't be disseminated among um
1: I mean, this is not going to be popular, but we created the problems that they have. They didn't, Mm -hmm. even though they had part of the problems, but we mainly, us and the British, the British try to, matter of fact, we're instrumental in having a military coup in their country in the 50s. So, we've been creating the conditions that they're in. They were prosperous before we were doing all that crap. So, I don't look at them as a failed nation state. I'm looking oh, at... Oh, I'm it. not
0: even saying that they are. Yeah. I'm just saying in the unlikely event, and we're not even talking about specifically about Iran. We're talking mm-hmm. about in your particular theory where you're mentioning everyone should be permitted to have nuclear weapons. And I'm just saying, how do we, like how just, do we, how do we maintain cuz if we if we allow other nations to have nuclear weapons we america the the mightiest nation on earth we are accountable for what happens with those nuclear weapons so that's yeah. what i'm saying how can we hold the okay. owners accountable it's this is my opinion you know how i am about this
1: it's it's one of those things where eventually you kind of got to live with the evil you've created. As much as we're so fearful of other nations having nuclear weapons, we have the most anyway. And you gotta think on the other side of that, we can pretty much blow up everybody in one shot whenever we want to, technically. We got right. enough nukes to take out pretty much the world. Like, Yeah, blow the world up
0: seven times. But so, I like to think we have constraints. Mm-hmm. On uh, our yes. nuclear arsenal. Now, there are other nations whose constraint could be questionable. And that's why I'm I'm saying, like, I personally have a bit of discomfort in envisioning a world where everyone has nukes. Because not everyone has the same trigger impulse as the United States. And yes, I know what you're thinking. We're the only people who have historically used nuclear weapons in war. And those two examples, and I'm not saying I agree with the approach, but they served as the ultimate deterrent of what happens when they're used, and perhaps it's one of the reasons why they they haven't been used since, and why we negotiate, we move so delicately with nations who who have them.
1: I feel like we can get better I feel like we can get a better situation with Iran versus North Korea. I feel like North Korea would take a lot more delicacy, a lot more work. Well,
0: they already have the weapon.
1: Yeah, but that's not really what they're crying about, is they don't have prosperity up there. Okay, Basically, North we North don't North talk Korea? to them. Yeah. It's it's because of him, but still, like, you got to think it's really just economic. That's what they're crying about. They're crying about not having a seat at the table.
0: Well, it's like, why should we, well.
1: It's better to know your enemies and just leave them out there you don't know, right? right? Like, we, we all have, spot each other.
0: I would totally establish dialogue. Like, mm-hmm. maybe even follow his Instagram if, if he has it. But, like, yeah, totally open for, for establishing talks. But at the same time, um,
1: Like, I, I'll talk- keep it. I can be gritty with you. Like, okay. they are suspected of collaborating with um, factions of Lebanon, their militia, and state sponsored terrorism. Oh, Iran? Yes.
0: Yes, I don't
1: know. Supposedly. So, which I have no problem with because Saudi Arabia does the same thing, but we're allies with them, all the stuff they do.
0: Well, here's what, here's what you must consider, and I don't think uh, a lot of our civilian viewers. Mm-hmm. this either, but anytime anytime the words black ops are used, it's it's a terrorist it's a terrorist mission
1: by any,
0: by it's state-sponsored terrorism because really think about it, they're not the, the black operatives, they're not going in as soldiers they're not going in as law enforcement or any agent of the military, or the federal government rather but they're going to blow shit up and to kill people that's that's terrorism so while you're mentioning uh and and i don't want to say that's why I, I i rationalized with iran but mm-hmm. this is something that occurs and and people need to know it happens on both sides of the spectrum
1: absolutely <laughs> absolutely um Honestly, what I'm noticing, I started researching all these, I guess, our enemies of the state and like what it is, is a lack of dialogue, open dialogue and a lack of progressive action to actually fix the relationship.
0: So why That's don't they it. have like National Leader Day or I know they have like the G8s and yeah. the summits, but like, why don't they have like a national world leader parties or something like that can like we throw a couple of those and like everyone comes you'll hang out out. Out. and it's just like you know we we established real dialogue but in an informal in an informal way it's like there are no expectations it's not like yo we're coming we must broker peace in the middle it's like nah we're just gonna hang out maybe drinks champagne or something non-alcoholic or you know just just chill and uh, see what the outcome is, and establish real dialogue. And of course, as you mentioned, in a neutral ground, in a neutral territory. Absolutely. But, um, I don't know. I, I agree, we need more dialogue. But I have another question for you. OK. How can we better broker peace between our two nations? And maybe that's a kind of like a redundant question. for. Nah, me. but it, it's, it's a fair real... question. It
1: really, Like, the UK would have to apologize. I don't know if they'd be up there. We already apologized in 2000 Mm. for throwing a coup in um, their election or whatever, one of their leaders. So we've already apologized, which never happens. We don't apologize for shit. (laughs) So we've done that. The UK needs to apologize because that's one of our strongest allies. So I think that'll be another sign of good faith. Um you would i would and this is going to be radical too i would bring china russia all them on board too so hey we all can eat here we've had them on sanctions and all this stuff let's all work together eventually globally we all need each other whether we like to admit it or not we all still need each other somehow
0: right
1: so i think with iran that can cause a domino effect for positive change by talking them directly because that's one of our like biggest enemies per se um china and stuff is just like they're trying to be us you know blah blah blah. and then russia is just like we're not gonna be bullied (laughs) basically so with iran i think it was set in motion better relations with russia better relations with china because now we all got a common person to invest in now because their biggest trade partners, which I found interesting, with Germany, Japan, and Italy. Firing. Okay. In, I found that very interesting. Um
0: and what is their biggest export?
1: Uh let me see. It was uh da, 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 da. It was basically let me see. Real quick. I, I read so much stuff, dude. Um Iran's biggest exports. I know it was like oil, natural gas, um, some agriculture, okay? But I think the biggest one that would probably work for us, not necessarily oil or natural gas, that'll probably be better for Russia. Um, maybe China per se, but I think the tourism would be a good one for us. That would
0: be a big that
1: yeah, big like States. building hotels and stuff like that,
0: getting direct flights, like all ah, this. Ah, <laughs> like uh, how do you say, the, the Godfather part Two? like when they're building all the casinos and everything.
1: Yeah, like, Um, that's where I think that's our best angle for that, because people would go to Iran.
0: Now, but the, here's what you got to ask, do would the Iran people want us to come to them?
1: That's why when I said I would have that summit conference, that's why I would invite those people to get the word from their mouth.
0: So that would be a double, a, a triple win, if anything, because we would win, but Iran would win twice. They would win from the lift of the economic sanctions, and then mm-hmm. they're going to eat off the tourism as well. So I think, Absolutely. and the globe would win because you know we would bring two communities a bit closer. I totally like that idea. Man.
1: Oh, hold on, so oil, natural gas, uh, chemicals, plastics, and fruits. Oh, I forgot to mention, so they do export to Taiwan, China, Turkey, South Korea, India. Uh, Machinery, cereals, iron, steel, and chemicals. So, that's what they do. I mean, what are your thoughts on all this? After hearing all this, because you know how I am, you know how you are,
0: well, again, like, honest thought. I would like. <laughs> we need a okay. So this whole nuclear thing—it's a club, right? Yes. There are a select group of nations that have nuclear weapons. I can read them off. I mean, please do. But where I'm going at is, okay. um, is we should have regulations—global regulations—for this club. Well, and we do already. Well, it's like at the same time if let me put it to you this way regulations to the point where if a nation and I'm not saying any nation, it could even be the United States. Okay. If they were at the point where they would use, misuse nuclear weapons that a coalition of other nations would mm-hmm. prevent that use. Okay. And I know we loosely have a a policy like that in place, but I want this to be the conditions for you to to get your weapon. You would have to join this coalition.
1: Okay, so I, I don't know what they're standing Cause do in- we
0: have? Because, you know, we have, we have NATO, the North Atlantic yeah. Treaty Organization, and yeah. then now Russia, China, Brazil, and India and South Africa, they have BRICS. Yeah. They have another coalition, but I'm talking about a global coalition where everybody agrees, like, hey, these are the rules that we're going to play ball with. And if you don't, this entire nation will, uh, you know, this higher coalition will will prevent that use. And I I don't don't really think the UN is in position to do that.
1: Probably not. I wouldn't... I would say it seems like NATO would be versus the UN.
0: I don't... But NATO's... My main priorities is... um, is I don't want to say because they did go they did do um how do you say Afghanistan?
1: Yeah, that's why I was saying. Because when I think of UN, it's more like peacekeeping stuff. When I think of NATO, it's like deterrent kind of stuff. Like we're coming, we're gonna bomb you, but we're here but to. Do they have a
0: nuclear? Do they have a nuclear mission?
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, through us, most of the European countries have nukes through us. Besides, I think France and Germany and the UK, they got their own shit. But everybody else kinda No what
0: I'm saying is is NATO forces they're prepared to uh to to take a, a country that has troops Yeah I mean I, I guess because it's so, like I guess we do train for uh you know the whole North Korean conflict. But yeah. when we did train, who did we uh, plan to have on board with?
1: It was South Korea, obviously Japan. I would assume they're right there. Um, I think that was it, really. I don't think we had too many forces from NATO necessarily. And that's
0: what I'm saying. We need something like
1: so. You where... said we need to establish something totally. It sounds like we would have to establish something totally different.
0: So here's the thing. Even that's... though it it would be a um, a a North Korean conflict. Mm-hmm. like technically if this coalition were formed Russia would have to say hey yeah we're in the club because we have nukes as well we're in the nuke club and these are the rules they'd have to say no don't do it and every if they had pressure from every world nation saying don't do it like you will start World War 3 then yeah. I think I would feel a lot more comfortable and if the same should apply to the United States like if we're like ha 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 I'm pressing the button and then we have all these nations saying no don't do it we need some sort of correlation like coalition like that.
1: So basically all the all the sovereign states with nuclear weapons need to be in agreement with hey listen, if somebody decides to go haywire we we're swooping in.
0: Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um it's in our on a global perspective you gotta think, launching a live test of a nuclear weapon can okay, all that can that that nuclear fallout can breeze around the world. So it's it, in everybody's best interest to uh, to prevent the use of it.
1: I don't yeah. disagree with that. I think we probably would have to revisit that in a cooperation. Well, in uh, the total package of what I suggested, that would have to be on, there, on the table too. But I feel like, like I said, overall, if we open that dialogue, we come with action with our words, I think it would be beneficial for everybody, especially the Iranian people. I'm pretty sure they would like to have some flexibility in your life. I mean, I don't really know the climate within their country, Mm -hmm. is how they feel. That's something I would have to kind of look on. You know, when I get time, I'll look more into that. But overall, I know taking them economic sanctions would help them greatly. You know, just um,
0: taking away the economic sanctions and also uh, permitting some tourism, just to build some relations with them would be a very good approach. While we negotiate a nuclear deal in parallel. um, That's that's the best approach I could take on that. And again, like I said, I would be all for them doing their thing if we had a firm coalition in place and a set of guidelines and rules for nuclear mm -hmm. countries with nuclear weapons.
1: Yeah, you you and I have gone back and forth about it. It's like, with everybody having a new... But right now,
0: in the wild, wild west, in the state of wild, wild west, I'm I'm really not comfortable with everyone joining the club.
1: Mm. Well, I am with them because they're a sovereign nation. They're not, what you were saying, like an unstable nation. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. What was that, Darth Vader? Yeah. Watch
0: out. My little Sith Lord is calling me.
1: Um, didn't I have did I have questions for you, right? Uh, go ahead, shoot. Um, I I mean we kinda went over it a little bit, but I'll ask anyway, do you think we'll ever become allies again? Absolutely. I ran the US? Um,
0: you, you see what's happening in, in America? More millennials are stepping up and they're they're coming to power, like AOC, yeah. that's the 29-year-old congresswoman, and that was like the first time I heard that. I was like, "Wow!" But yeah, that's wild. now, I'm like, "That's awesome!" Like, I didn't even know you could run for Congress at the yeah. Pandemic. I don't know the age
1: for Congress. That's a good point.
0: But it's like, I I applaud that, and and I I hope that similar events are occurring around the world, that mm-hmm. younger people are getting into politics and they're coming with new. Radical ideas, they're open to change, and you know, they're they're more open-minded. And then, when in that case, absolutely, I totally see that uh, we can establish relations, and you know, really, uh, I don't want to say because <laughs> we're not enemies. But
1: I'm really curious your response on this one. So, in your opinion, if they did become allies, how would it affect the Middle East? You think?
0: Well, I know Saudi Arabia, I don't want to say they're king of, of the Middle East, but they have a very big influence mm-hmm. in, in the Middle East. At the same time, Iran has a very big influence as well. Geographically, mm-hmm. as it's neighbor to Iraq, It's it has a very big influence. So for Iran and America to play ball and to see them like, hey, like, they are building better relations. I'm very confident that that would build better relations with the United States as well. Remember, part of your plan is that we're going to have better tourism. That means more money is coming in, and this could ultimately spread through the Middle East. Something that John McCain mentioned is why I did not vote for him, is that he wanted us to be in Iraq, the, the military be he could foresee the military being in iraq for the next 100 years this of course would that infrastructure would build up you know mm-hmm. what i mean like just as we have dubai like uh-huh. the rest of the middle east could become that over time and there's actually people who are bidding on those properties in, in, in baghdad they're getting them for low because they anticipated being built up you know yeah in but um seeing that seeing the American influence build further build up Iran um, perhaps other Middle Eastern countries would see that as well and they would welcome that that revenue and, and that money coming in I, I want to throw in one more thing okay before I bounce back to you but um, what I heard the um, with a lot of the roadside bombs that were being planted in Iraq mm-hmm. is they were just paying poor people to do that. People who had no didn't share these uh, extremist beliefs. They just wanted you know, they wanted quick money. And yeah. So there's extreme poverty in, in a lot of these Middle Eastern nations. And I think if that money coming in can, can raise that, that class and these millennials or these, these new politicians, new open-minded politicians, I'm very confident they're out there. I don't know any offhand, but if, if they can open up and we can all find new ways to make money and
1: mm-hmm.
0: share prosperity, it's going to happen, man.
1: Um, let's see the other one. Uh, we kind of talked about it, but how can the U.S. and Iran become allies, in your opinion? I gave you my opinion, but what about in your opinion?
0: Oh, man, your opinion was just so good, I kind of just want to steal it. <laughs> the same thing. Because really, like as you mentioned, tourism is awesome. I couldn't imagine just going to that mountain that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Bring it back, Mount Damavand. Mount Damavand. Mm-hmm. It's eighteen thousand miles high. I'm sorry, just <laughs> miles. Eighteen thousand feet. Okay. That's what
1: six, seven miles, eight miles, something like oh, that. I know. I thought. It's like two thousand. I thought
0: Mount Everest was like five miles. I don't know, because it's what two thousand five hundred and it's five
1: thousand mon- feet. Five
0: thousand feet a mile. It's more than five thousand. It's
1: like yeah, five thousand two hundred and yeah, two hundred and twenty-eight or something. Yeah, that's I think
0: that's what it uh, is. Damn, I was off. <laughs> Shit. But all all I'm saying is that People, traveling is definitely going to open doors, it's going to open relationships, and it's, above all, it's going to make money that the nations and, and the people will be able to use. And I can totally see that. Now, have you did Cuba yet? Are we still permitted to go there? Because I heard we could go and then we couldn't. Yes. I'm just curious how that experience is working and then perhaps it's it would true. give us some insight on how a similar experience would be with, um, with Iran.
1: Very interesting point. I know they were like, you can go as uh research and it's some weird, like, technicality for you to go over there. I got to ask my friend Demetrius because he went to Cuba. I forgot what he went under. It's like different categories or something when you travel there. It's like one cultural exchange. It's It's something. Let me look it up. I'm really curious. You you raise a great point. So, US um, citizens travel to Cuba. Cuba. Let's see what that situation is. Because I know you kept. Okay.
0: So, they must have changed it. Tourist travel
1: to Cuba remains prohibited. You must obtain a license from the Department of Treasury or your travel must fall into 12 categories of authorized travel. You need to have a valid uh, passport, two pages of uh, visa for entry and exit. Wow. Um, Let's see. Financial restrictions on U.S. travel as well as elimination of individual people-to-people travel by Trump administration. Many Americans are confused about if and how they can travel to Cuba. So I know it's kind of weird. It's like you got to fall under some categories. Let's see. See if I can pull them on real quick. Okay.
0: Because, yeah, that is so strange that it changed within the one administration. Yeah. Like I there was a small yeah. window. I believe one of uh, my coworkers went to Cuba. And um, now you can't. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I'll get to it when I get to it. Assuming it would always be like that, and it's
1: not. So you got to bring cash when you can go there. Um,
0: you can't withdraw from their ATMs? Nah. Oh, wow. That's...
1: No credit cards or debit cards.
0: Travelers checks?
1: Yeah, you got to go with cash.
0: You can't use Tourist? Travelers checks?
1: Probably. Tourist. Tra- I would go with cash. I wouldn't even do the checks. Um, tourist travel to Cuba remains prohibited. Let's see, you gotta fall into twelve categories. So what are the twelve categories? It doesn't really say entry and exit. Okay. Um nah, nah, da, 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 da. doesn't really specify. Do they
0: have an embassy there?
1: you know what I think so. Cuban Embassy website. Okay. It's weird. It's like this... I uh, It's like this gray area. Like, you can travel there, but... Ah, crap. It's all in Spanish. Oh, let me see. Um, passport authorization. 90 days, Cuban immigrants, da 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 Yeah, it's a little bit in the weeds, man. As far as looking, I don't want to bore people with the details.
0: Yeah, I'm going to cut the search, the um, I'll edit
1: that. Yeah, but um, basically, I think you raise a great point. That would be kind of a model we can go off. I think I would go full force into it versus the Cuban model. Just go ahead and open it up because I think that's kind of confusing. You don't want people to be confused trying to travel there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that help, that doesn't help.
0: Yeah, that's a bit
1: weird. You want to get it rolling so while you're doing these talks, they're already seeing results. Like, oh, damn, all these people are traveling here.
0: So I guess um, beforehand, what you would have to do is you'd have to build the infrastructure up and work out, negotiate relationships for American companies to build hotels over there. Because here's the thing, it's like, we wanna taste of the action too. It's um, mm-hmm. while we do wish prosperity on the, the people for in Iran, like America needs a piece of the action as well. So if we can find a little ways and you know one hand could wash the other, then um I, I'm sure that will um, better facilitate the deal.
1: You know, yeah. that's a win and I, I think the biggest thing I would do approaching this is kind of let them lead on most of the stuff like we are more like consultants Mm -hmm. and have respect for their culture that's another thing i think we go wrong on we're very arrogant i
0: totally i totally totally thought about that as well because with the american influence yes like travel people are going to want the whole nightlife and then which brings in alcohol and Mm. you know a lot of muslim countries are they're, they're against that. As uh, as Lamp mentioned, like, the 100% tax, yeah, if you're viewing yeah. this for the first time, on another episode a guest was telling us how there's a 100% tax on alcohol and Qatar. Like, yeah. is that something you would have to factor in? You would have to, yeah I mean, perhaps those taxes would, they'd have to permit those those sins, you know, to get that uh that excessive revenue. But um, I'm not too. I'm not even sure how the alcohol laws are.
1: And I guess an example in. of that would be Dubai, UAE. Okay. As far as what you're talking about with the tourism and stuff, because since they have a lot of tourism, that would probably be the best example to follow. I think it's kind of like it's strict, but you can wild out like in your own privacy or whatever. Okay because I think they have beaches and stuff, or I follow some chick on uh, Instagram, she's over there. And I, it seems like she's pretty free to do stuff, but I know they still got that strict, like, you know, Muslim, I mean, Islam rules and stuff like that. So that would probably be example for the tourism part um, on how to blend their culture, but we're yeah, so invested in it. huh?
0: I kind of
1: want to do an episode in uh, Dubai, too. Yeah, that'd be interesting. We got to save money for that one, though. We'll make
0: it
1: happen. (laughs) Um, That's really all I got, man. I just want, I hope people have an open mind when they listen to this. When they hear Iran, they're going to be like, ah! You know, it's like, no, like, really think about it.
0: Well, um, we really didn't touch on the whole current event, and I'm not too clear on it. I, I skimmed through it. What
1: mm. happened with those tankers? Oh, you know what? I didn't really look at it. I was doing so much research for the history of what's going oh, on. Let me,
0: um, tanker.
1: Yeah, read it to me. Like, if you find it, read it to me and then we'll go back and forth about it.
0: Real uh-huh. quick. Saudi Arabia seat server or war ready to respond with force. So that's Al Jazeera. Yeah, okay. see I, so I, follow I follow Al
1: Jazeera RT. US
0: officials highly likely Iran carried out Okay. So this is from NBC. Okay. US officials highly likely Iran carried out tanker attack. The US uh-huh. has I don't have low battery the U.S. has evidence, including photos of the damage and forensics, tying mm-hmm. Iran or its proxies to the weekend attacks, an official said. Mm-hmm. The UAE navy boats are seen next to Saudi tanker Al Mazraat, uh-huh. Port of Fujairah, UAE, and that's on yeah. May thirteenth, two
1: thousand and nineteen.
0: Okay. So. But long story short, yeah. There's um, my understanding is that there's um, these tankers got attacked. Uh-huh. They're saying it has ties to Iran, and for that, that's uh, actually what I was basing your negotiations on was off of this event. I would. Like how, how would you deal with that?
1: Sit down with them immediately. Like, go talk to them. This is one of the things you got to go to their country and talk to them.
0: You
1: would send the head of the state or who would you send the
0: secretary? Yeah, go talk to them. So then go talk to
1: them. What would you say? I'd say, hey, what's going on? You know, like, what, we're trying to clear up anything. We're not trying to blame you. We're trying to get to the bottom of this so we don't have any more issues. Because you don't want another conflict. We're already in, like, three or four, as is. You got Venezuela going crazy. You got Syria still wild. Iraq's still unstable. Afghanistan Afghanistan's still going we don't really have
0: the That's money. that's your problem. Yeah. Not my problem, that's your problem. So I'm not budging, what? <laughs> so
1: what would it what would it take to clear this up? Let's talk about uh, you know some economic sanctions.
0: Maybe you can lift the sanctions here, sanctions there. But we're still building our news.
1: Okay, as long as you conform to X, Y, and Z
0: i ain't
1: committed to that. Okay. Well, until you're willing to deal, I'm ready to deal right now. I'm ready to back up our action right now with lifting the sanctions right now.
0: Let me sleep on it and I'll get
1: back to it. All right. We we want to do this within a business week.
0: I think that's fair.
1: Yeah. Like, I would. I think that's fair. I, this one thing I learned about being over you just got to be direct, like, be serious. Like, you get stuff done.
0: Is that something do you think that's, that that diploma, the current diplomacy lacks? It's just a yeah. direct action. Yo, I'm gonna give you this if you can work with me on this, and that's that. Like straight to the table. Lack, you lack
1: of it. compromise too. I already know it's probably a lack of compromise.
0: Lack of compromise. I can see that. Yeah. But um, again, that, the whole new thing is pretty really, uh, it's a pretty big deal. It's a pretty big. Yeah. And again, yeah. If we could reach a, a universal fail safe, mm-hmm. and I'd be cool with it. Yeah, And a credit, I'm just, check. A credit you have a, just, a credit <laughs> check. and a universal fail safe, and then yeah.
1: you run into All right, that's fair. I, I'm I'm with that, but I'm like, we got to start somewhere though, because it won't get done unless you show good faith with action okay. and respect. The biggest oh. thing is respect too. Like at the end of the day, I
0: think, respect. Uh, the objective I will commit to okay. is opening up travel and maybe lifting some sanctions. So, everything else is TBD to be determined to be discussed yeah. um, at a later point. but Yeah, this is a very productive song. We got yeah. over an hour of footage, so we yeah. got two pretty beefy episodes. But yeah. Again, Are you going to
1: split the other one up like in two parts or? just
0: talk talking about the one with the lamp. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to cut that up and uh, it's, it. doesn't have to be a full I guess it could be a full episode. I could just chop it. I could do it. I can edit it at the same time and then just, uh, how do you say, I can publish it at different days Okay.
1: Um, yeah, that's all I got, man. Cool.
0: Cool. Well, everybody, thanks for hanging, thanks for hanging out with us and spending a little time. Uh, please check out my website, dot 2020com Don't forget to like and subscribe. Like, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe.
1: Critique. We want some
0: feedback. Oh, uh, yeah. And please give us some feedback. Leave one, a comment. I, one person,
1: I think. It's Mike. Whoever is Mike something. I forgot Mike, his
0: name. Mike P, I think, is.
1: It, I thought it was K. Cow because like something Polish. Or it's it's European. K.
0: But yeah, shout out, one. shout
1: out to you, Mike, for, uh, matter of fact, let's see if we can find him. Yeah, find his name. We can give him a shout out. He's the only one that's been having some discourse with us. I've gotten a little bit of feedback from my one friend. He he was like, he told me to sit back from the camera some. And what else did he say? I forgot what else. It was something like that. I've been getting
0: good feedback as far as uh the ideas and everything and we're going to get uh, a lot of people who mentioned um, gave me the feedback they're going to be on the show uh, okay uh, so well, my map was a very good first guest yeah,
1: yeah
0: i'm having that's... difficulties with my youtube all
1: right mike
0: you know, you know we're talking about you thanks for the comments and yeah. um, i look forward to discussing with you in the future Everyone else, yeah, if you love democracy, share because this is democracy in its purest form. So.
1: Pretty much.
0: All right, everybody. Talk to you later. Peace. Boom.